quite possibly the most difficult of all of Christ's teaching to not only understand but to follow is this. Christ's talking about marriage. Now, we know the basics that marriage is a total commitment in love. Some may or may not know the definition of love is not feelings. It is not making somebody feel good. It's willing the good of the other. And the best good you could will them is to get to heaven. And the way they get to heaven is following Christ. It's not about hurt feelings or offending somebody. It's about true love. It is a complete giving. This is where the male, the external, gives the seed. And it's about receiving of love. So it's giving and receiving of love, like the love within the Trinity, the perfect love between the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. This is why contraception is wrong. And the Catholic Church is the last standing institution in this nation trying to explain why contraception is wrong. It puts a barrier between the love of the spouses. Yes, I, I like you, I love you, but I don't love you enough to have another one like you in the world. The relations become recreation. This is not what the church teaches. Marriage is sacred because it is now elevated to a sacrament, a saint Paul also reiterated in Ephesians 5, it is now marriage, now a covenant between a man and a woman, giving this partnership for life. And for the baptized, baptized Catholics, marriage is indissoluble. Nobody can cancel that bond, even the church. Now, this isn't my teaching. I mean, it is my teaching. This is the teaching of Christ. Civil divorce, yes, affects the legality of marriage, but not the sacramental reality of marriage. The civil courts can't touch that. So why does Jesus say this? All right, there's many things that must be present for a valid sacramental marriage to happen. The first is canonical form. Father, what does that mean? It means if you are baptized Catholic, you must be married in the church. This is first and foremost. Requirements for the canonical form applies only to Catholic spouses. So, we should acknowledge that we recognize the marriage of two persons who are not Catholic, even if they did not marry in a Catholic church because maybe they were born Lutheran or Methodist, but they're baptized, they are married. The Catholic church recognizes that marriage is valid. All right, the couple though, must also freely and knowingly choose to enter marriage. 
no shotgun weddings, marital consent. This is important. A number of intentions must be made by the couple at the time of marriage. The couple must understand what marriage is. Sometimes they don't. They must intend the marriage to be lifelong. They must have intent to be faithful. My sister, married 24 years, the husband didn't have the intent to be faithful. Now, my sister had not gone to communion for years because he sought a divorce in the civil courts and she didn't think she could receive communion. She can. It is not the divorce necessarily that is the sin. It is the marriage without an annulment. And an annulment is not a Catholic divorce. An annulment simply says that a sacramental marriage was not, did not take place because something was missing at the time of the marriage. There was either no intent to be faithful or, or there was no intent to be a lifelong partnership or open to children. That is a requirement for a marriage to be sacramental and valid. They must intend fidelity and the mutual good of the other. They must also have the physical and psychological ability to follow through with the intention of marriage. This is why things like impotency um, have to be discussed with the church. And when all of these factors are brought together, you have a valid, sacramental, indissoluble union that not even the church can dissolve. It can't be dissolved, and the civil government, certainly through divorce, cannot dissolve it. An annulment simply states that these elements were not present at the time the marriage took place, so there was not a valid marriage. Annulment, as I said, is not a Catholic divorce. Marriage, though, was believed to be present by the family or the couple, and legally it was. This is why children are not illegitimate. We get these letters all the time. Father, my spouse refuses to cooperate with the annulment. Well, actually, your spouse doesn't have to. Your spouse has to be invited to be part of the annulment. But just because your ex-spouse doesn't say, I will never allow it. You, you can't be handcuffed like that. You still go forward if there were reasons for the annulment. And the, um, the marriage, though, when, at the time was legal. Your children are not illegitimate. And people say, Father, I can't get the annulment because the, the, I don't want to make my children bastards. No, the church has never taught that. And so it's important we know this. A church decree of invalidity does not imply that the marriage never existed. There was a legal marriage. The children are not illegitimate. It only states that it did not have the character of a sacrament. It was not sacramental. And so an annulment doesn't say no marriage existed, but only that the marriage, again, was not sacramental. 
If two validly baptized people marry in any way without impediments, and those conditions are present, it's sacramental. This kind of marriage cannot have a divorce. Let no man separate what God has joined. Tough teaching. What happens is an annulment is given to show that there was not a valid marriage in the first place. It shows that something was, that was needed was lacking at the time of the marriage. Or there was an impediment that meant one or both of the persons should never have entered into the marriage. I don't really love him. It just, I got pregnant and I had to marry him. I, I, we were pregnant. We, I got pregnant. I, we, it was unforeseen. We, we made a mistake and now I, 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 we have to marry him. That doesn't mean that the marriage should have taken place. Now we try to reconcile them, but if a person does not love that person, does not want to be with them, despises them, and they're only married because they're forced to, then the elements of a valid sacramental marriage are not there. Now our Lord also says here in the line, I say to you, whoever divorces his wife, unless the marriage is unlawful and marries another commits adultery, this is what we're talking about. All these elements I just mentioned would mean the marriage is unlawful. And so if non-baptized persons now are later baptized, then your marriage goes from a natural marriage to a sacramental marriage. So this is important to know. Now, if you weren't married in the church and you're Catholic, I've gotten these letters. Father, I baptized Catholic, but I wasn't married in the church. You can have your marriage convalidated. Please do this. You don't want to be living in a state of adultery. And so if you are baptized Catholic, you are not married in the Catholic church, it's not too late. You go to your diocese, go to your pastor, or to the bishop's office, the chancery's office, and say, you know, 20 years ago, 10 years ago, we got married at the justice of the peace, but we're both baptized Catholics. I'm a baptized Catholic. You can have your marriage convalidated and therefore it becomes sacramental. It's beautiful. This is a tough teaching, but God gives us the answer that our nation and world are not listening to. You know, I went to the Philippines do you know that the Philippines are the only nation in the world, the only nation in the entire world where abortion, gay marriage, and divorce are all illegal? The only nation in the world. Our faith teaches abortion is wrong. Marriage is between a man and a woman. And let no man separate what God has brought together. God bless the Philippines. There is major forces right now at work in the Philippines trying to undo this. And so we pray for them. 
the only nation in the world, the United States, all three of those are not just legal, they're all three embraced. Abortion is celebrated as a woman's right. Redefining marriage is celebrated with parades. And divorce has become so common that even amongst us Catholics, it's a way of life. Now, that doesn't mean there aren't times when divorce is allowed by the church. You can see I did a talk just a couple weeks ago on EWTN. It's on our YouTube channel. There are cases where divorce is allowed. And so we try to teach that. But the key is our, our Lord taught God created man in his image as male and female, and the two shall become one flesh. Do you know I just read an article? <laughs> to say this is shocking is an understatement. That now archaeologists cannot say in some schools of academia that fossils were male or female, even though we know that they were male or female, by the DNA. But they can no longer say that fossils were male and female because we didn't know how they felt when they were alive. Have we reached insanity? Beyond insanity? The highest levels of academia are now even saying there are no genders and we can't even say these fossils which they know purely from DNA are male or female because we don't know how they felt. As Father Mark Goring says, the world has gone bonkers. Bonkers. Catechism 2333, quote, everyone should acknowledge and accept his sexual identity from birth. It's not my teaching. I mean, it is, I keep saying it, it is my teaching. But I'm only teaching you what the church teaches. This is not just the church saying it, though. This is the natural design of the human being. God created the male and female. Catechism 2297, I got this scathing letter in the mail that the church does not condemn transgenderism. How dare you, Father Chris, say the church does? Well, open up the Catechism 2297. Quote, we must reject surgery that mutilates the body. That's right in the Catechism. The church does teach that we do not want to do this to children. And I want to finish with kind of an interesting last thing our Lord talks about here. In some translations, the word eunuch is used. But here he goes on to say, not all can accept this word, but only those to whom it is granted. Some are incapable of marriage because they were born so. That's a eunuch. Some because they were made so by others, and some because they renounced marriage for the kingdom of God. I find this very interesting. Do you know what a eunuch was? A eunuch were royal servants in ancient times that were in charge of the king's wives. So to safeguard against sexual temptation, 
those royal servants would be either impotent or physically castrated. They became eunuchs. Now, I find it interesting because I certainly have not been physically castrated. But it says in this, those who made themselves eunuchs, or some have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. That is choosing celibacy to imitate Christ. And so I, I finished with a very brief story because when I was discerning my vocation, I was in North Carolina. And the biggest part I was struggling with is the desire to marry Gina, to marry my fiance. And I was begging God for a sign to help me discern what his will was in my life. I, I really truly wanted to do God's will. The problem was I didn't know what it was. And so I had the Bible on my kitchen table and Rocky, my big yellow lab, always would go thundering through the house. And I remember standing there and I was looking at the Bible and I was praying that I just wanted to open the Bible, kind of close my eyes and go to some passage that God would reveal his will to me. This is the honest to God's truth. And as I went to go pick up the Bible, big old rock came thundering through and I turned and my hand knocked the Bible off of the table and it literally flipped 180 degrees and landed face down, but it was open. And so I looked at that. I had just made this prayer for God to show his will. I'm not challenging God. I, I just wanted to know his will. And I picked up the Bible with kind of the intent in my heart that I would whatever passage it opened to, because Augustine had done the same thing, and I had just learned about St. Augustine. And it turned right to Matthew 19. And the first verse I read, where some have rejected marriage, some have renounced marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Whoever can accept this ought to accept. And I remember reading that passage saying, I can accept this, although it won't be easy. Therefore, I ought to accept it. And that was a huge turning point in my vocation. Because it was almost like God saying, you can be celibate. You can do this with my grace. Not you can with my grace. And so every time I read this passage, I think back to that moment that God, I believe, showed me, despite my stupidity, my past, my weaknesses, with my grace, who ought to, who can accept this, ought to accept it. And at that moment, I said, okay, Lord, I can accept it, at least technically, <laughs> so I ought to accept it.
And so that was the gift that God gave me that day. And it was this passage that helped me to understand some renounce marriage for the kingdom. And when we get these letters saying how backwards and idiotic the Catholic Church is because priests don't marry, just read that passage. Some renounce marriage for the sake of the kingdom of heaven. Does that sound idiotic? No. It sounds Christ-like. God bless you. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you. Please follow or subscribe to this podcast to receive the latest episodes and updates. If you have been blessed by this podcast, I invite you to leave a review. Reviews greatly improve our podcast ranking and will help spread this podcast to other people throughout the world. Are you enjoying this podcast? I invite you to listen to more shows brought to you by the Marian Fathers of the Immaculate Conception. Join us daily for enriching spiritual content, which will help you on your journey with Jesus Christ. Simply visit DivineMercyPlus.org for a complete list of our shows. That's DivineMercyPlus.org. Are you a Marian helper? Join our Spiritual Benefit Society and start sharing in the graces of all the daily masses, prayers, and good works of Marian priests and brothers all over the world. Sign up is free and easy. Simply visit micprayers.org. That's micprayers.org. Thank you, and God bless you.